Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hi guys, Pete and Rich here. We've got another Boys in the Band podcast episode coming up in a moment. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsors at Beer52. Yeah, we may have fond memories of drinking pretty much anything on offer back at gigs back in the day, uh, but we're a bit more selective these days, and Beer 52 have a great collection. They come up with a great deal just for our listeners to the Boys in a Band podcast. Yeah, so if you fancy a free case of eight craft beers from Beer 52, go to beer52.com forward slash band, and all you have to do is cover the postage costs of five ninety five. That sounds like a good deal to me, Rich. Does indeed. And uh, not just that, as well as a free case, you'll also get signed up to Beer 52's Beer Club, the largest in the world with over 150,000 active members. Each month, members are sent a case with a different theme, as well as a magazine and a snack too. Uh, so you can, of course, pause or cancel the offer at any time, but it's well worth trying out. Yep, leave those bad beers you used to get gigs behind and get on this stuff and head over to beer52.com forward slash band for that offer. Yep, get on that, kick back, crack open a beer and enjoy the next pod. Hello and welcome to another Boys in a Band podcast bonus episode where we've got Matt McManaman from the Dead Sixties picking his My Naughty's number one album. Yeah, we spoke to Matt a few months ago about Dead Sixties story and we got him to talk about his favourite album for the Naughties in this latest bonus podcast. Um, he also gave us an update on his brand new solo material which is landing early next year. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and talking of exciting new releases, we have a special Christmas gift for you guys coming out in the next week or so with a huge band from the Naughties and now really, so that's going to be a good one. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to uh, do that. We're doing the interview in a couple of days' time, and then yeah, hopefully we'll be able to send it out to your devices just in time for Christmas. That'd be good fun. But first, here's Matt from the Dead 60s telling us about his new music, and first, why he reckons Some Cities by Doves is his favourite album of the era. That was uh, an album that I absolutely love, and I actually I was listening to it today in the car. I was bopping around in the car, and then kind of like, <laughs> for preparation for this I thought oh yeah I'll last you know I forgot I forgot how good it was you know I mean I've always loved that album and the way that album kind of I sort of you know um kind of found out about it and discovered it and first sort of listened to it was obviously back in 2000 early 2000s I was in Liverpool doing the dead 60s and all that kind of stuff and I used to live in Liverpool with a guy called Pete Wilkinson now, Pete Wilkinson, who's he? I hear you cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Pete Wilkinson, he would have, Pete would have been uh, best known for being the bass player in Cast. Ah, um, yeah. And he was also done a stint of playing bass in Echo and the Bunnymen. And he originally started out his kind of musical, musical career as bass player in Shaq. 
So there are three huge, yeah. you know, Liverpool acts that, 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 that I love. So I was living with him. Um, and basically one day I, I came home. I'd been in the studio, actually, with the, the Dead Sixties doing some recordings. Uh, I, I came home and then uh, he, he arrived shortly afterwards and he came and he, got, and he was like, literally, you know, waving. I've got the new Doves album. Do you want, do you want to listen to it? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but the only reason I said no was because I was uh, I was like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrecked tired you know me, me ears are shot I've been in the studio all day the last thing I want to listen to is any more fucking music do you know what I mean so let's uh, you know should, can we listen to it another time and he was like no we're putting it on now and I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> and, and this he actually brought it back it was about two or three weeks before it was actually officially released because he was friends with with the band, with the Doves, the guys from the Doves, and they'd done tours together and bits and bobs like that. So they were uh, they they were all friends, and they'd given him you know a sort of an exclusive you know co copy or whatever before the official release date. So and um, yeah, we basically just stuck stuck it on and, and and cranked it up. And I must admit, within I'd say the first five seconds of listening to the uh, you know the the. The title, the title track, you know, which is Some Cities, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I was like hooked, I was in. And it was kind of the first time really that, I mean, I was aware of, of the dubs and I'd heard a couple of tracks, but I didn't really kind of listen to them, you know, I, I, in any kind of depth or, but I, like, I, like I'd heard the dubs, but I'd never listened to the dubs. And I think that's there's an important thing there where, you know, hearing something or listening to it. And this was probably the first time that I'd ever actually sat down and listened to the record. And uh, yeah, man, it, it just it just blew me away from, from the off, you know? And I mean, ever since then, I've been a, a huge fan. I mean, I, 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 really, I really love them and I, I often listen to them, you know, um, whenever I'm kind of, especially when I'm driving in the car. Like I listen to this once a day in the car because I haven't listened to it for a while, but I always love sticking, sticking them on in the car, you know? <laughs> Good driving so music, my... yeah. Well, when, yeah. when Rich said, oh, you've gone for a Doves album, immediately I thought Last Broadcast because that was the one that I was really into. That's the one before it, which had There Goes the Fear and Pounding and Caught yeah. by the River, which was the song I absolutely loved back in the day. Yeah. But you've obviously gone for the follow-up and you sort of explained that that was uh, sort of how you got introduced to it. So, you know, what really captured about it? What, what really made it stand out for you then? Just, I mean, I think for, for me, the sound of it, I, I love the sound of it. I thought it, sound, it sounds really kind of cool to me, but it still kind of sounds like Northern and it still sounds, you know, Northern England, obviously they're from Manchester, which is only down the road from Liverpool. So I, I kind of immediately felt a connection sort of thing between them. And then, I mean, all, all the songs on this album, in my opinion, they, they could have been produced completely differently. I mean, it depending on like for example if they if they've gone over to LA or some or something and got some big hot shot you know like Kylie Minogue's producer or something who's going to sprinkle this kind of pop elements like bubblegum or something on it do you know what I mean they could have easily sounded like that and been really polished like super pop tunes and I'm sure that, that still would have sounded good but I love the way they kept it kind of um I'd say kind of gritty and northern and very Manchester, do you know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, obviously, you could tell that there has been production work on it, but they kept it, 
you know, sort of understated and, and, and gritty and northern. And I thought that was a, a really kind of, I thought that was a good move, you know, because I mean, you, you, this, if I'm right in thinking, this was, this Some Cities is their third album. So a band like the Doves, who have already had two successful albums, they're coming out with the third album, you know, they, they could, they, you know, you could sort of excuse them to be, to, to be thinking, oh, well, this is our third album. We've already made it. We may as well go a bit mad and try and go a bit like, you know, super polished, super pop or, you know, this kind of stuff. So I really admired the way they kept it sort of uh, genuine and true, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I, think, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's great. It's a great sounding album. Because that last broadcast that I mentioned uh, just there, that was number one. Um, like their debut Lost Souls gone to 16. So as you say, this was a big established band at the time. So this came out in 2005, Some Cities, which was obviously three yes. years after the last broadcast in 2002. But as you say, they, they were obviously, you know, the record company were probably pretty happy with them and they could pretty much do what they wanted. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's they went it. Down that yeah path. They, they probably could have done whatever they wanted. So it, it is, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of really like nice to, to see and, and hear that they kept it sort of, uh, I don't know, true, true to themselves sort of thing, you know, so that, that impressed me anyway a lot. Yeah, you're spot on with them having that sort of unmistakable sound. They were you know, really quite distinctive and that Northern vibe just kind of made them really recognisable. You'd hear them on the radio and realise straight away it was Doves. Um, Black and White Town was uh, the big tune off that album. Um, any other songs off, off the record that stand out for you? Well, I mean, I must. I, I, I'm, I'm with you as well. You know, Black and White Time was brilliant. I mean, I, I love all the songs. I love, I love everything. But it, I mean, the, the, the title track, Some Cities, for me, it just got me straight away and brought and brought brought me in. And when you hear that drum beat, that and it's kind of like you know, kind of wiry guitar kicks in that classic kind of dub sound, and it just builds and builds and builds, and kind of kick, kicks in. And I mean, ju- ju- just just gets you br- brilliant. But I mean, even, I'm just looking at the track list there. I've got the C- CD there. But even, you know, like uh, Shadows of Salford, for example, I, lo- I love that one. That's almost like a kind of lullaby or something, this kind of like northern gritty Manchester lullaby. And what, one, one thing I love about them is um, lyrically, I mean, for me, lyricists, I mean, because I'm, I'm a lyricist myself, I, I love uh, lyricists, either one who tells like a really kind of fantastic story or there's the other kind who kind of t- tells a story in the, in the lyrics that really con- conjures up like imagery and stuff like that and really gets you kind of can take you to another place. I think they, they combine the two pretty well. Do you know what I mean? So you're kind of getting the both elements of, of, of lyric writing that I particularly enjoy. You're getting them, you're getting them all in one, you know? Um, and, and yet it just kind of like, just, just takes you somewhere. And, it's, and as well, but particularly for me, this album, like again, I, I repeat myself now, but listening to it again today in the car, it really, it sends me off on, I can sort of conjure up little scenarios in my head and stuff like that with the lyrics and, and the whole kind of sound of the album. But it also, instantly transports me back to that sort of 2005, 2004, sort of 2006, yeah, then yeah. sort of like the early, t- and of course at that time in my life, uh, in my career, that was when my band, the Dead Sixties, was starting to really kind of start to bubble up uh, and gain some traction and stuff like that. And, uh, and you know, it reminds me about my wonderful friendship that I had with, with Pete, Pete Wil- Wilkinson, and he really kind of opened my eyes to listening to other other sort of styles and genres of music because you know at that time in my life I was very sort of you know I was kind of like you know 
head first into sort of like dub, reggae, ska, all the kind of things that the dead 60s were associated with. And I used to kind of think, I used to have this really kind of, it, it, it was a, a blinkered view, to be honest with you. I used to think, oh, well, I'm in this band that does this certain style of music, this certain sound. You know, I can't, I'm not really allowed to like the doves because it's a different kind of sound and stuff like that. And it's nothing that, that I do. And I used to think, oh, if people found out that I was listening to this and I really, really liked it, they'll probably give me a bit of stick and say that I'm some kind of like fake or fraud or, <laughs> and obviously I was completely wrong and thinking like that. So, so it, it, it reminds me how it, it was almost like a sort of rite of passage or something like that, that on my musical journey, it opened me up to listening to different stuff and different genres and different styles and not just being sort of, you know, kind of blinkered or, 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 or you know, head first into just like one kind of style of music, you know? So, um, it was almost like a, I don't, <laughs> it was almost like some kind of epiphany or something. I was like, oh my god, wow, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, fantastic, fantastic. But I have to say, I, I really wish I'd got to see them live. I've never seen them live mm -hmm. ever, and you know what? I've had the opportunity a couple of times, and whenever they've been in town or I've been in a town that they're playing at something has always happened where I haven't been able to go and see them. Do you know, I can't, some kind of family emergency or something's yeah. happened. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? And I haven't been able to go and see them. And I'm absolutely gutted. I've never been able to, to see them. But having said that, I know that they are playing some gigs um, in 2021. I can't remember exactly what date it is now, but I think fairly early on in 2021, providing that the gigs go ahead. They're doing some shows in Ireland. So I'm definitely going to go and go, go see them see them yeah, play you definitely. know i mean I, I actually wouldn't mind trying to get it trying to play with them you know playing a support or something to them you know so if uh you know if any members of the doors happen to be listening to this podcast you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm here i'm waiting i'm available You're if you need the support yeah that sounds like a, a good match of your solo sound matt would you say that doves have influenced your solo stuff now yeah def definitely yeah um i mean it's kind of funny because when I first sort of discovered them and listened to them, I never ever kind of thought, oh, they're going to be an influence on me. It was just music that I like to listen to. Do you know what I mean? But I think now as the years have ro rolled on and I'm, do and I'm doing stuff and even stuff that I have done outside of the dead 60s, I think that, uh, yeah, it, it has it has influenced me. Do you know? I mean, I've never, I've never been one to kind of sit down and be like, oh, um, you know, I've got to write a song exactly like that or I want to rip off that or whatever. But I think it has kind of, um, you know, subconsciously as well kind of slipped into the way I, I, I write songs and, and the way my solo stuff is going to sound as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I kind of haven't listened to them again today. Like I said, I didn't have listened to them for a good while. I think I'm going to start going through all the back catalogue again now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, you mentioned your solo stuff there. And when we, we spoke uh, about Dead Sixties with you in September, you were busily working away on a solo album, which you were hoping to bring out next year. So what's, what's the latest? Yeah, well, I'm pleased to, uh, to, to report that it's finished. It's yeah, all, it's oh, all great done. News. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, obviously, it was... It was kind of a little bit difficult due to the, the COVID and the travel restrictions and lockdown and all the rest of it. But after a bit of kind of ducking and diving and weaving in and out of lockdown and stuff like that, managed to get to the studio and, and get it finished. And it was actually uh, about two weeks ago now, all finished, all done, tracked, mixed, mastered, 
all finished. I've delivered it to the uh, to the record company. They're happy. As as we at this very moment in time, it is over in Germany in a pressing plant to get all the vinyls to get pressed up mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and I've actually been working on some artwork today with this uh, graphic designer who's uh, come on board to help uh, just finalise all the artwork for, for the uh, for the album. So that's that's hopefully is gonna come out. Um, we don't have an exact date just because things are still a little bit up in the air, but I, we're, we're kind of uh, thinking it's going to be, uh, what did I say? <laughs> mid, mid, between mid-February and early March, okay. somewhere there it, in that window, it's going to be released. But there will be one single off it uh, in January. That's definitely happening. Uh, and that is the 15th of January. There's going to be uh, the first single to come off that album. And that's the song called Jump in the Gun. Brilliant! Great news. So, watch out! Watch out for it and uh, buy it, stream it. You know, because I'm, I'm skinned, like you know. So. <laughs> Great stuff. And obviously, we're talking. You know, February, March time. You know, vaccines are on the way. Maybe there could be prospect of uh, some live shows to support that release as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That is the the plan. The plan is to, to well, my plan is to gig and slash tour as much as possible through twenty twenty one. But again, we actually I actually had some meetings last week with uh, various agents and this and that, and you know, people who book gigs and the record label and all this kind of stuff. We're trying to get something sort of set up. It's just so hard to mm. to, to to do anything that's like concrete. You know what I mean? And nobody can really confirm anything. And then I, I don't want to be one of these kind of people who say announces a string of dates and then I'm like, oh no, actually I'm not doing that now because, you know, the, the current crisis or whatever and I have to just keep yeah. moving them back. Because that, that just, not only would it frustrate me, it would also frustrate any, you know, potential fans or, you know, punters who want to come and see me play because so I don't really want to kind of, you know, announce something to, just to then cancel it. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great news! Uh, very, very exciting to get an update. Yeah, from um, the album yeah. on the way. Brilliant. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, but uh, you know we're here now, and uh, I'm absolutely thrilled and, and delighted with it. But uh, no stopping me now. Do you know what I mean? You'll, you'll be bloody sick of me and telling me <laughs> 18, eighteen months time. You'll be going, "What? He's putting out another record? Well, I've been there for ten years, and now he's got like two or three records out. <laughs> you know, I've already written the second record. You see." And I'm going to go back in and record oh. and record as soon as possible. It'll be oh. after Christmas now. We'll get Christmas out the way. So then I'm going to knock out the second album and have that in the can. Yeah. And then, I mean, and I, you know, I'm kind of writing again at the minute. So there's probably a couple that may end up being the third album, do you know? So like quite, quite literally, do you know what I mean? I think people will, could get a, they could get a bit of a shock and, I think they will be a bit like, what the fuck is this lad on? Like, do you know what I mean? He's had his, his wheat a bit knocking out. Prolific. Feast or a famine, as they say, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the key question as well, Matt, is what, what's it sound like? Are we expecting a Dead Sixty sound? Uh, no, not not at all. No, it's a completely different. Um, and even the album, as I recorded it, actually didn't sound the way some of it didn't sound the way I thought it was going to sound in my head, just because it naturally evolved and kind of progressed in the studio. Because I write all the songs just purely acoustically on acoustic guitar and almost in a kind of like a, a folk kind of style do you know, like a poppy mm. kind of folk. 
So then as you start layering all stuff on, you know, guitars, drums, this, this keyboards and things like that and some, and some of the tracks, they really, they really kind of just start to evolve and turn into this kind of bigger thing. So, so in answer to your question, it's kind of, um, there's a good, good chunk of it that I would describe as power pop, okay. to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? Kind of power pop. And then there yeah. is a few kind of folky things in that also kind of, you'd be able to hear the kind of the, the Irish influence, the Celtic influence. I mean, there's one song, for example, that we, that we did, um, and we ended up putting on kind of um, uh, accordion, you know, squeeze box mm. and like whistles, tin whistles and and there's like violins and fiddles and all the kind of like traditional Irishy kind of stuff. Yeah. But, and um, we, we, I wasn't expecting to kind of do that initially and then we did it and it came out really great and, and a, a few people who have heard it have gone, oh, it sounds a bit like the Pogues. Oh, you know, right. like 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 Shane McGowan and stuff like that, who I'm a massive fan of anyway, but yeah, I yeah. never ever expected anyone to, to, to say to me, Oh yeah, that's one of your songs reminds me of the Pogues. I was like, boom, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it was supposed to sound like, you know, it was supposed to sound like the Gypsy Kings or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the Pogues. But yeah, so there's a, yeah, you could there's a few acoustic acoustic-y kind of folky sort of Irishy bits bits and pieces on it and then kind of power poppy sort of stuff and then th there is actually there is actually one song which I think sounds like the Stranglers you know, I'm a, I was always a massive fan of the Stranglers and this song just turned into into sounding like that which I, I it wasn't supposed to sound like that but it just came out like that and I was like, oh yeah I'm running with that because it sounds like the Stranglers and I love them so you know it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a you know a little bit of a kind of mix of a of, of few bits and pieces. But one thing I'm sure is, I think it's going to shock a lot of people, anybody who's familiar with me or familiar with the kind of music that I have done in the past, I think that people are going to really kind of get a, a shock and a surprise, a, a pleasant shock and a pleasant surprise, I should yeah. say. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly delighted. I, I can't wait to just to share it with you know yeah, can't ways. wait to hear it he's always good fun chatting to Matt he's got some great stories he's got some infectious laughter as well and yeah. it's all giggling <laughs> away um and really interesting that he says that new album is going to have a different sound to the dead 60s as well intriguing can't wait to hear it and hopefully catch him on tour at some point in 2021 as well yeah yeah and re really interesting that it was even even quite different to some of his EPs he's put out already but and he said it sounds like the Pokes mm. uh, obviously <laughs> hearing quite a lot of fairy tale in New York at the moment um so definitely a very nice choice for his Minority's number one album. Yes, yeah, so Doves, obviously, they, they were number one in September this year, weren't they, with the Universal That's Want, right. their latest album. Um, and obviously huge back in the noughties as well. The last broadcast, that was the one for me. That's the one I would have gone for. But yeah, mate, Matt made a good case for some cities. Fair play. Yeah, good choice from Matt. Thanks again for, to him for joining us. And, uh, and join us again next time on the Boys in the Band podcast. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23.